Hi, this is Cassidy from the future chiming in here to say that I had to step away from the recording and pause it for a little bit in between certain parts. So if the audio feels weird, like it's cutting in a weird spot or uh, I sound really quiet, which I know I do because I already edited, uh, that's what's up. So uh, sorry and have a good one. Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. And I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. Welcome to part two of our anniversary episodes. Yeah! Uh, last week we did uh, a Green Hill Zone theme park thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got an email about that. Ooh, exciting! So I have an email here from friend of the show, Tanner. Hi, Tanner. And it reads as follows. Subject line. You've just listened to a podcast. What next? First line. I'm going to Green Hill Zone Land World Theme Park. <laughs> I want to go to Sonic World. I have ideas. Originally, I was going to give Knuckles bumper cars bump up its knuckles. Uh-huh. But you gave those to the baddies and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like the wall climb, but I think that can be expanded on. A big adult playground. <gasps> like the one in Edmonton that my, me and my friends went to and I was too scared to go on because I'm weird with heights sometimes. Okay. a picture attached, which I will have to screenshot and then send to you. Yeah, but I do like the idea of like an adult playground, like just being able to climb stuff in a more, I guess, freeform way than a rock wall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could be sort of like a, like an Angel Island generally themed. You can have like all the, the old echidna stuff in there. Yeah. But which the, by which I mean, uh, like, to call. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't have, like, most, basically every other echidna is owned by Ken Penders and, uh. <laughs> I don't want to open that can of worms. He can have them. <laughs> Uh, so, like, you can climb up each level, and then at the top, there's a big zip line that you can fly down. Oops, that is not my Discord app, that is my Monster Hunter app. <laughs> can't, can't wait for the Monster Hunter X Sonic collab and rise. I want to see... What Sonic character would they give layered armor? Like, what what Sonic character would they base on for the Palamute armor? That's a good question, because they have the Sonic one for the Palicos. Yeah. Just make the Palamute tails. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that feels like the thing. <laughs> uh, so the message also says, other ideas I had. Did the Chaotix have anything? They run the arcade now. Mm. That's a good thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, like, the visual style of the Chaotix game is very, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie watched me play through a run of so- er, Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, and there's a level where you're just inside of a computer with Espio. <laughs> you're literally just inside a computer. Love that. <laughs> Shadow karate chops a computer keyboard and a portal comes out of it. <laughs> uh, Silver can have that bungee ball thing that slingshots you into the air that my aunt and uncle got engaged on. Oh, because telekinesis. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Babylon Rogues can have the ship ride that goes back and forth, but maybe it's a big hoverboard. We did already give them something. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, something like that is good. I was surprised we didn't put one of those in there. Yeah, that's true. Um, at Halloween, it becomes Pumpkin Hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could probably just like 
per, do a projection mapping onto the the death egg to make it look like a big pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big the cat's log ride? Question mark. Hmm. Also, how come the only Super Nintendo and Super Nintendo World is Super Mario? I'd like to think they'll add more Nintendo as time goes on, but for now it's just him and some Pokemon, apparently. I'm still jonesing for a Pokemon theme park crying emoji. Love, Tanner. So, here's the skinny (laughs) on Nintendo World. Um, There is an expansion plot on the the Japan, Universal Studios Japan Mm -hmm. uh, lot that will be used for Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, there's already been like photos of like the concept stuff. Like, had like a concept model or something, and it's mm-hmm. gonna have like a Donkey Kong minecart coaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I believe Orlando is going to be opening with that already there, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that's going to be like the big thing that's different about it and the others for a little bit, I think. Because I don't think Hollywood is going to be getting it. Yeah. Let me Google this just so I can show you a picture. Okay, here's the little mock-up model. Mmm! Oh! Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how accurate it's gonna be to whatever actually ends up happening. Right, right. Um, And then, like, actually in Super Nintendo World, there is, like, a spot that leads to where the expansion would be that um, it's just Donkey Kong looking. Yeah, yeah. It's got, like, a big wooden door and then, like, a... Like a red and gold hoop that reminds me of like the the barrel blaster things mm-hmm. well, those are red and white but like still yeah yeah they're it's a similar pattern at least even if it's not mm-hmm. like one-to-one for colors and i don't know if it plays music or anything over there but <laughs> just go over there and aquatic ambience is playing sounds like but a- yeah, so the minecart ride system i believe is that like you're in a minecart that's being held on the side by an arm Mm. Um, and so the track below you is sort of just there to be fake, so that way you can do like the jumps and stuff that the minecarts do in Donkey Kong Country games. Yeah, which is a really neat idea. Yeah. Anyways, um, I th- I don't know. I I've heard they've been up in the air about what they're doing with Pokemon. Um, because like they, on one hand, they want to get something in the Orlando parks as soon as they can, um, because they have the opportunity to. Mm. So there's been like coming and hawing about like, oh, well, what if we put Pokemon in the uh, Universal Studios part where the kids land is, where the Woody Woodpecker stuff is? Mm. Or, you know, and like everybody ever is like, oh, what if they put a a Zelda thing over in Lost Continent, even though Lost Continent is very small? Yeah. (laughs) Because most of it got taken over by by the old uh, Harry Potter garbage. Yeah. But yeah, um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely like not going to be keeping it up up with it like actively, but I do like really enjoy getting updates from like you because I know you're keeping up with it, kind of. Yeah, I'm keeping up with it pretty actively. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's all I got to cover here at the top of the show. I don't even have to set a timer because it's the anniversary episode, mm-hmm. and it's your turn. It to is sort of hit us with whatever you want to do. All right. So, I feel like I I have a brand, and um, I love the Final Fantasy Tactics games. I love the original one on the PlayStation. It's heart-wrenching, terrifying, lots of betrayal, very sad, but, like, really fun to play, weirdly enough. And I also really, like, I feel like I'm in the minority of Tactics fans, because I also really like the Game Boy and the DS 
uh, tactics games as well. So while I was thinking of like, you know, the most self-indulgent thing I could pitch for this anniversary, my mind went to the advance series because like, I don't know, I, I feel like PlayStation era Final Fantasy Tactics is like really good standalone. I don't know if I could really touch that as far as like story stuff, but the um, later games I feel like have like a formula that we could play with. And I kind of broke it down into eight bullet points of what it takes to make a Final Fantasy Tactics advance. So that's what we're going to be doing this week is uh, going through these bullet points that I've made. And I have, I've answered a couple of them ahead of time. Um, but I've also left some of them, uh, open for discussion because I, with, I thought it would be fun to like, you know, do that collaboratively with Cassidy. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess I'll just run through like the bullet points I've got so far. Um, and then also just like let you know what I've named the main character and a little bit about her. Um, because I, I don't know. I I was in the mood for like anagrams, I guess, <laughs> when when I was thinking about this. So I was like, okay, we've got Ramza Belouv, we've got Marsh. I can never remember his last name, but it's like weird. Uh, Marsh is or Ramza's the original tactics main character. We've got Marsh, which is the tactics advance main character, and then we've got Luso Clemens, which is the tactics advance two character main character. So it's like okay, kind of like cross referencing like where in the like alphabet those like names start and kind of giving myself like a framework to go with and then i was looking at like what vowels they all like use and i came up with the name nisa for the main character oh because like good name they don't have like we don't have any like eyes in in any and in, in any of their names and like n kind of fits in between like that spectrum between like l and r and then I just gave her a last name of, of Wygram because I thought it was cool. It's also kind of um like it sounds like it it's a it sounds like it could be a Final Fantasy last name, so I just kinda of went with it. <laughs> um but okay, so the I guess it's not really eight, but it's like seven bullet points of like how to make a Final Fantasy Tactic Advance. So the first question that um one would need to answer when making a new Tactic Advance game is how did the main character come into contact with the grimoire? The main conceit of the Tactics Advanced games is the main character finds either the main character or one of their friends finds a magical book that um, through one reason or another, its magic is unleashed and transports the main character and other, you know, characters from the real world into this like magical idealized version of Ivalice. Mm-hmm. Um and then point two is, like, who are the main character's friends? You know, friends that they may have from the real world or friends they make along the way in Ivalice. Like, um, and then for the third bullet point, I've got, um, what does the main character need to do to go home? So um, in the first game, Marsh has to destroy all the crystals to return back home. And Luso has a magic diary that he needs to fill out. And by going on adventuring and helping, or by going on out in adv- on adventures and helping out the people of Ivalice, um, it like fills out a line of the diary and like it slowly completes over the course of his story. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of dovetails into the next question is, which is, does the main character want to go home? 
um, since it is kind of an isekai story, I think it's kind of an interesting, like, kind of discussion to be like, okay, does does the main character even want to go back? Like, are they just happy being in, like, a fantasy world? Uh, Marsh was not content to be in the fantasy world. He wanted to go home. He knew that it was a, it wasn't reality. It was a fantasy. And ultimately, he chose to, like, you know, actively pursue going home, even if it, like, ruins the friendships with some of the people that he knew in the real world. And Luso, I don't think he's, like, very keen on going home but more of there's kind of a timer that he has like even if he's having a good time and wants to be there the more he does stuff in the world the closer he is to going home so i think he just kind of makes peace with it Mm -hmm. um um so i don't know much about the first one but isn't like the um there's that friend in the first one that uh, Marsh has, and doesn't Marsh have to like convince him? Yeah, yeah. So, um, pretty much, uh, Marsh's friend Mute, who yes. is bullied in real life, his mom is dead, and his dad's kind of a deadbeat. And um, in the fantasy Ivalice, he I'm gonna say Ivalice a thousand different times or a thousand different ways. I'm used to saying Ivalice, but it's more, I guess, technically correct as Ivalice, but um, it, it's whatever. But uh, yeah, so I, it, I say Ivalice because I think it's funny. Yeah, it's it's like um like if I don't catch myself, I'll still say Titus instead of Titus. It's fine. I don't. It's not. It's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal ultimately. But yeah, so Mute has his mother in the fantasy world, and his dad is like respectable. He's the head of the judges, and we'll get to judges later. But um. It's like, it's a whole oh, thing of, yeah, it's like a whole thing of like, you know, ultimately this is, you learn that this is Mute's fantasy world because, you know, he, I, I think out of all the the real life friends, it's kind of between like Mute and Marsh's kid brother Donid who have like the worst things to go back to. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones who are like struggling the most with like coming to terms with like going home and yeah through the the, kind of the climax of the last confrontation i think mute kind of comes to terms with like his mother's passing and like accepts that like you know this can't last forever we have to go home eventually um and then bringing us to judges so like what role do judges play in combat um are we going to do like a law system and then are they significant significant to the plot? Um, they're pretty plot significant in the first game, but in the second game, they kind of take more of a um, supporting role, which is fine. And then I guess the last bullet point is just mostly just for me is what sort of battle changes do I want to make to the game? Because like in like there is some balance changes going from the first game to the second game. They added new jobs. They took a job away. Um, things like that. But we can get into all that later. So, mm-hmm. starting from the top. How did Nisa come into contact with the Grimoire? Um, this is one that I I've, I have a thought for. Mm-hmm. So, like, Marsh's friends found out at a bookstore and Luso found out at the school library. I, I think I, for me, what I think would be interesting is if it was like a family heirloom. And it was more of a, like nobody in the family ever studied latin or like bothered to like spend time with the book it was just more of a like you know and it it's an expensive piece of history that they just kind of like 
have on a display case, but Nisa's kind of um, innate curiosity like leads her to learning Latin and like deciphering the book's magics. And, you know, once she has, you know, enough of the book deciphered, then she's like able to activate its magics and go to Ivalice. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's, here is a, a group question. So who are her friends? Okay. Uh, um, so I want to like touch on something, um, one of the later later bullet points real quick just so it mm-hmm. was here yeah um the the getting back thing yeah um i i kind of want her to be the kind of character that doesn't want to go back yeah um but like as stuff progresses in the plot it's like one of those like coming to terms with having to go back mm. yeah i think it's like i don't think she necessarily has like a bad home life or like i think she's just kind of very average at school but like she gets to be extraordinary in the fantasy world so like why wouldn't she want to stay there mm-hmm. um but like maybe like through her time in evil east like it kind of helps her come out of her shell maybe maybe she struggles with being like shy socially awkward around other people at school maybe that's why she's not like super like um, popular. I wonder if she's just like Milo from the Phantom Tollbooth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've. Ever, I don't think I read that in school. Oh, I didn't read it in school. That was extracurricular reading for me. Mm. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, let me give a summary of the Phantom Tollbooth real quick. Um, basically, the premise is that this boy who sort of like is disconnected from the world around him Mm -hmm. um literally here's what wikipedia says milo is a boy bored by the world around him every activity seems like a waste of time (laughs) yeah he arrives home from another boring day at school to find a mysterious package among his contents or a small toll booth and a map of the lands beyond Mm. Uh, and then he gets into a toy car and drives to the toll booth and ends up in a different world yeah and maybe it's also like a a thing to do with like you know she's been decrypting this book slowly over time and like you know maybe one of the first words she you know cracks is evilly so she's like daydreaming about this other world so Mm -hmm. maybe that's like part of her like disconnect from reality is like she knows that this other world is out there this book keeps talking to her about it but like you know she can't quite grasp like how to get there and because of that she's like not really present and <laughs> okay People... so this is actually giving me a fun twist to do here on this that other question we were talking about of about her friends mm-hmm. what if she didn't have any yeah maybe maybe she just like i i think there should be like a couple of familiar faces from the real world but maybe i, I think this is gonna be a reverse situation where mm. you're gonna get to know all these characters in evilies and when you finally go back you're gonna be like hey wait a minute oh <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I I still like for there to be like one person that like she would recognize from the real world, but like not somebody she's like close to, not somebody that she would get close to, but kind of like mm-hmm. a, what are you doing here? It could just be like, hey, this person's a lot like my teacher. Yeah. Okay. So... 
I definitely want there to be main characters from Evil East that she makes friends with that are not Humes. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's, like, the big crime of Evil East games, the ones that are, like, post- PlayStation 1 is there'll just be like here's a cast of all humans and you get your one token not human friend and I'm like why can't I have like a fun bonga main character or like a you know I obviously I want a moogle because I love evil east moogles mm-hmm. but like I don't know yeah I know the the first advance game sort of does a good job of like all right here is your squad and like there's only like two humans on it mm-hmm. yeah you get marsh and then you get like one more generic hume Mm-hmm. And then it's um, the Moogle, whose name I don't remember. Mablanc. A Bonga. And mm. uh, one of those, like... Numo. I want to just call him a Moomin. <laughs> no, that's Fantasy Star. <laughs> a Moomin, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Numo. Mm. Oh, so something... I guess something I'll talk about here while we're coming up with the cast of Friends is... A gameplay change I want to make for this is I don't want there to be the whole, like, you're a Viera, so you can only be this handful of jobs. Like, I think that system is dated, I think it's antiquated, and I think there are much more interesting things to do as far as, like, character building. If you... I think there are other ways to make it, like, focused in scope with your job selection, but not not limiting it to like who you are and how you were born mm-hmm. so like i think it'd be fun if we got like a nerdy like bonga character who's like a you know just a, a real like umino but like not pervy you know like something like that or like um i, I don't know like moogles are always uh like portrayed as like very like industrious and like gadgeteers and ivalice games so I kind of want to like not necessarily like do that exactly, but like a maybe like a twist on that. Mm-hmm. Could so I don't like judges. It's like my big problem with Final Fantasy tactics. Yeah, yeah. I I think um I mostly want judges to be like working in the background as plot points and like uh things that are maybe uh, obstacles to overcome i don't like them as like something i have to deal with in like a battle to battle situation i want now i want to pitch you an idea Mm -hmm. a judge on your team yes Mm -hmm. i give it like some like blue mage styles or not blue uh, time mage style spells Mm -hmm. yeah in um in tactics advance the first one if you play through the post game, you recruit Sid, Mute's father, who is mm-hmm. the head of the judges, and he's got like I think he's got like stop and immobilize and stuff like that. So that's like not too far off from like the canon. Oh my gosh, what if the judges of Viera just have some bunny ears poking out of your judge helmet? <laughs> now i'm just thinking of like a final fantasy 14 style uh quest line where instead of go- impersonating an imperial to get one of the uh the magitech armors you just <laughs> impersonate a judge you know there's a uh one of the level 80 content you can do actually rewards like a set of judge armor 
Oh, good. And it's like, it's, uh, the caster one has like some really cool, like poofy armored, but like robed sleeves. I'll have to dig up. I'll have to dig up the pictures for you later. They're very good. I want to play Final Fantasy fourteen. I do too. <laughs> um, there's some people who think that the new melee is going to be Judge. Apparently, that's like the predominant theory in Japan. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I think that would be cool having a job that has like dual wield weapons that like you stick them together for, like, a two-hander kind of transformation stuff. Oh, like the red mage mechanic. Mm-hmm, but, like, melee-fied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mounted combat. <laughs> Mounted combat class, here it comes. Oh. Should there be, like, a cute, like, monster friend companion? Maybe that could be, like, a gameplay change we make, is, like, instead of doing things like beastmaster or morpher we just like let you recruit monsters mm. like phantom brave or like the original final fantasy tactics like in in original flavor you could you could turn monsters to your side oh okay um they're not like good but we can make them good <laughs> i like the idea of like maybe you start with like just like a very friendly bomb companion yeah Okay, so we got a nerdy bonga, a moogle, judge, parentheses, Vieira, question mark, and then a bomb. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Do we Maybe want... named after, like, a neighborhood dog in the real world or something. <laughs> named after... I am writing this down, by the okay, way. Okay, good. Dog. You can just copy and paste it over in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, nerdy bonga... Your name is... I don't know what Bongo naming mechanics are. I know Viera are, like, Icelandic. I have a question. I might have an answer. So since Viera are in Final Fantasy fourteen now... Yes. Do we know if there'd be any sort of, like, a backporting of any of the fourteen races into Ivalice? So, um... It's not a bad thought, because, I guess, to spoil some of the Evilly series raids in 14, Damascus is just a place in the world you can go to. Like, there's okay. no, there's no, like, gimmick to it. It's just, like, it, it's, it's a territory that was, ca- uh, captured by the Garla, Garlean Empire, and it's very far away, but it's close to where Garlemaud is. Um, so it's just, it's just, there's, like, no gimmick there. It's just a place in the world um okay so like if we could and i, mm. I like the idea of doing it and maybe having like only like one or two npcs that like are so it's like uh, oh yeah they're from a very far away place oh and i think also like a thing to remember is like advanced two added the um the seek which were the kind of like pick people and also the gria which are those cute like winged dragon girls mm. So they, they get to come back, obviously. Um, the but... traveling Makote shopkeeper is what, I, what I'm getting at. <laughs> so so we have a Makote cameo. Yeah, dressed like they're from Costa del Sol. Yeah. I think that also means that we have to have... I, I think I want, like, a row guy. Let's just, let's just put Kenna in 
cozy in here. <laughs> I was thinking more like um, Anna from Fire Emblem, but a cat girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Definitely work with that. I mean, out of all the things that come from Final Fantasy XIV that cross into other games, Makote is like the thing, because it's like you got Ishtola, and then you've got um, Lightning dresses like a Makote in Lightning Returns. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. It, that, that I feel like that's, like, kind of a given for, like, things to come out of uh, Hydaelyn and um, Eorzea. I'm reading here that, like, a lot of these games have, like, characters from the real games that show up. Oh, I didn't write that down, but that was something I had on the paper was, like, what kind of cameos do we want from, like, other games? Because, like, um, Tactics Original Flavor has, like, Cloud and Aerith that just show up. Uh-huh, and, and the remake they put in Bothier. And Luso as well. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Tactics Advance 2 has Vaughn and Pinello and Alcid from... 12 that just mm-hmm. pop in and then i don't think advance has any cameos necessarily because it's kind of the the reset for um yeah it's technically like not part of the Evilese alliance game series mm-hmm. yeah like advance 2 and war of the lions were so yeah that's definitely something to think about like like, what kind of cameos do we want? As far as just, like, either other Ivalice games. I feel like with Cloud being an original flavor, like, I feel like any Final Fantasy character is, like, up for grabs, really. <laughs> like, they don't even have to be, like, recruitable. They could just be, like, a fun, like, cameo. See, now I'm just, like, as fun as it would be to have, like, a Rogadin show up, now I just, instead I just want, like, Meteor to be playable. Mm, Meteor would be fun. Yeah. Just have like a like like a scruffy older Hume guy. <laughs> Which look for Meteor are we gonna go with for his like default? Like warrior? Like te- uh a Romer born meteor? That feels correct to me. I think so um, too. I I wanna say words at you. Okay. Um Yozora. <laughs> Hey, I I don't I don't think we can do a a, a Kingdom Hearts cameo. But Yozora's from Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen. Yozora's not from Versus Thirteen. That's Noctis. <laughs> but we can't just have regular Noctis. <laughs> I don't know. That would be kind of cute. Just like just just put Noctis and Luna Freya in, and just like pretend that uh, nothing bad ever happens to the two of them in their native game. Mm-hmm. God, put it, putting the Final Fantasy fifteen crew like mid game would be very funny. In here. <laughs> like just like so, they're still in like the young mode. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like a side quest where their uh, vehicle is just broken down on the side of the road. Look. That's that's how they put Noctis in fourteen. Is you just you hear word that a weird like oh fuck you're right he is in fourteen which means he is in. 
and like and like that's that's the quest starter is um for that crossover event is his car is just broken down in the middle of um of uh olda not olda but like thanalan and you just go out and like help him get parts for his car and there's like event fates that you run to get parts mm-hmm. for the car to like help him out the name of the side quest and final this game that we're making is just stand by me mm-hmm um, I'm putting Noctis and Luna Freya down as like playable cameos. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a tactic style drawing of Prompto. Oh yeah, yeah. I care him. Maybe they could put um, some material from the uh, epilogue novel that is the thing that is supposed to wrap up Final Fantasy 15, but in this game. So it's like the co- some some of that content, but playable. <laughs> I do want to have some sort of joke thing about Versus 13 in here. Oh, yeah. But I don't know enough about it. <laughs> Maybe there's a point where you need to um go somewhere in disguise and knock discolors his hair slightly lighter and puts in red contacts. And uh, do we want any other cameos? So we've got Meteor, we've got Noctis, we've got Luna Freya, we've got a Makoti that shows up. She's not playable. She's just mostly just there to be like, oh hey, that's a that's an Eorzea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, I, I'm solid with that. I don't have any other Final Fantasy opinions. <laughs> I kind of want like um, like a not necessarily like a side character, but like um, somebody from the playable cast from the 2D era. That doesn't get a whole lot of love. And for some reason, my brain is like, go, go, Final Fantasy VI. Oh, okay, because my gut was just going to say, like, growing up, Rydia. Aww! <laughs> growing up, Rydia, but she's a Viera. She's been hit by the bunny girl beam. Mm-hmm. I'll just put... Classic of. Grown up, Rydia, question mark? Um... Go go. Okay. Um. What else do I want? Oh, let's talk about what does Nisa need to do to go home. So, like in original flavor, you beat up a bunch of the crystals. The crystals are kind of like the pillars of reality for this like fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And then Luso's got like the whole diary thing. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. This editing is going to take forever and be a nightmare. Sorry. Hopefully no, it's, it's literally my fault. <laughs> and even then, I wouldn't call it my fault. I would call it a problem. Yeah. Uh, YoshiPNightmare.mp4 <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> okay, um, where were we? I literally don't remember. Um, Maybe we just finished talking about cameos? Yeah, yeah, I think we were going to start digging into, like, what what do we need to do to go home? Yes, that's what it was. But, uh, instead of thinking about that, I thought of what we're going to name the main, like, Ivalis friends. Mm-hmm. Well, hit me with that. Um, so, the nerdy Bonga's name is Uther, because mm-hmm. there isn't really, like, a set, like, Bonga naming scheme that kind of feel like they're all over the place and i thought it'd be funny because like uther is very like arthurian legend and knights but he's just like a bookworm 
Also, the last name of, like, he wouldn't have the last name of Pendragon, but traditionally Uther Pendragon is, you know, that name combo and mm-hmm. attributing that to a bonga is funny to me for some reason. <laughs> it is pretty good. Um, For the Moogle friend, I think I want to name them Mogri. Aww. Uh, it's also just like what the Moogle summon is called in the original translation of Final Fantasy Tactics. So I thought that like that would be kind of like a cute like kind of hint kind of cameo not really but kind of do these games have summons yes there's a summoner mm-hmm. okay well there's you have a summoner of the great king moogle mog absolutely you could have a moogle king summon are you kidding me it probably deals like physical damage and confusion um, it was everybody the status effects dance <laughs> Um, and then I think a shitty MIDI version of the Great King Moogle Monk song. <laughs> Hopefully Disney is okay with us uh, using This Is ha- Halloween one more time. <laughs> and then our Vieira friend is named Delna, the Vieira, Delna the Vieira judge. And then I was like literally in the middle of looking at dog names for the bomb. I don't know. Spike. <laughs> Baseball. Baseball. Baseball the bomb dog. Does Final Fantasy have baseball? It has dodgeball. You play dodgeball. You play a snowball fight in. in yeah, a... but that's not in the Final Fantasy part. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's really like sports other than a blitz ball. Oh, wait, no, there is basketball in um Gold Saucer. Oh yeah. Maybe the maybe the bomb's name is basketball. <laughs> maybe you could go to the the crystal saucer in this game. <laughs> Just tie in the other Ivalis property we've done. <laughs> the, the basketball minigame is bomb themed, isn't it? No, it, I think that's a different isn't that a different one? Oh wait, no, it is called Bomb Toss. Right? Maybe its name is Toss. Oh, I like that. Okay. We have our uh, original characters named. Got Nisa, Uther, Magri, Delna, and Toss. Okay. But going back to. I guess this is kind of like. Kind of informs the like general. Like gameplay of like. You know, what is our, like, major objective? Like, what do we need to do to go home? Or, Mm -hmm. like, because, like, I don't even think she would really, like, intentionally work towards going home originally. Yeah, I think going home has to be a side effect of some greater thing. Yeah, I I kind of, like, I kind of like, like, Luso's kind of, like, it's more of like a, like, something that's, like, ticking down and, like... And, like, she'll try to find ways to get out of it, or, like, mm. um, maybe be even being a reluctant hero at first. Yeah. Maybe it's, um, like, the magic of the world. Like, because she, she cast the spell, and she, like, you know, brought herself into this, like, fantasy world. Maybe it's, like, the magic only lasts so long. And, like, maybe she realizes that, and then kind of... Like, is maybe... Mm, 
I feel like maybe there needs to be an aspect of her actively doing it so that yeah. way it can be like thematic of uh, acceptance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe there's like a creeping darkness or something. Could do that. I mean, I'm I'm always a big fan of um, Warriors of Light and Warriors of Darkness and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like maybe that's why like Meteor and Noctis show up is like the balance of darkness in this this version of Evilist is like becoming it's like way too skewed in in the favor of darkness and like Nisa needs help tilting it back to light. Mm, maybe it's revealed that you are the warrior of darkness. Hmm. Maybe we have a a Final Fantasy four style job change halfway through. I mean, because she finally accepts that she needs to help save the world and go back. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's that's one of the reasons why I love Shadowbringers so much is you finally get to take on the mantle of being the warrior of darkness after all this time of being a warrior of light, a warrior of light, a warrior of light. How does that song go? One brings the darkness, one brings the light. It, yeah, no, that's the Shadowbringer song. <laughs> oh, Ugh. warrior of darkness, Nisa. <laughs> so, um, in order to go home, home, Nisa needs to accept her destiny. As the warrior of darkness, yeah. That, so that's the first step. She needs to accept her 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 destiny as the warrior of darkness, and then when she's done that, what is like what is the next step after that? Um, I don't know. I kind of like actually, my brain pictured this in like the in the opposite of the thing that you would want. Mm. Of being a warrior of darkness and the job change halfway through is becoming a warrior of light because if like the balance was skewed then mm. maybe that's what was up or I don't know yeah m- maybe it's like um <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know inaction is kind of in itself like a negative thing so mm. by s- trying to stay neutral in this conflict you're kind of auto-assigned as a warrior of darkness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I you... feel like maybe even like right before the turn, she's like trying to like actively stop this stuff from happening. Cause she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't want to go back mm-hmm. or whatever. What, why would save? Okay. What is she, people saving the world from that would make her go back? So there's like, um, <sighs> Like, weird inter- interdimensional, like, space monster stuff going on in Tactics Advance 2. Mm-hmm. There's, like... I, I don't know if it's, like, literally monsters from the void, but we could always just do monsters from the void. We could... Oh, not... it could be, like, a, um... Like, a The Flash situation, where there's, like, specters of the Speed Force that always try to, like, get speedsters to go back mm. or kill them. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So it's, like, um... Like monsters from the void that are attracted to her as like um mm-hmm. as an otherworldly being, and, and it's just like more and more coming through. And like the longer she's there, the more danger she puts everybody in. So she has to accept her accept her destiny as the warrior of light, mm-hmm. and uh, destroy like seal the void or you know close With- the. Yeah, yeah, close it and, you know, go through. Mm. 
Um, although there was part of my brain that was like, what if they solve maybe the solution that everybody has is just a realm reborning it. <laughs> I mean, we could definitely do like some funny, cause like, um, I guess spoil the ending of the first tactics advance. Uh, you do go home at the end of the game, but then there's like a whole post game and like other stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. And like the story keeps going essentially. So like, Oh, you could, yeah, I love the idea of the post game being a realm reborn. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, um, like you could end it with her sealing the void and going through and going home, but also, <laughs> if you go back, it's just everything is different. All of the people are there, but none of them remember anything. Yeah, you've jumped five years into the future, and <laughs> Meteor is even like scruffier looking. That's when Noctis's time skip happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let me get this jotted down. Uh, seal the void that is causing monsters to attack. The Makote shopkeeper gets replaced with a Hrothgar shopkeeper. <laughs> but it's a Femroth, because Femroth are, are canon in this game. She just kind of looks like a a um, female Ronto from 10. Mm-hmm. Which is all I want in 14, you know, like, they're right there, they exist, just just bring them over, it's fine. But they remember you, like, I think is, is the important thing when you come back for the post-game, is like, they know who you are, they just, like, maybe don't exactly remember the stuff with, like, the void and you going home and all of that. It, it, maybe it could be, like, um, one of those things where it's like, a, um... Oh wait, no, no, that name sounds familiar. Kind mm-hmm. of thing, maybe well, not th- like a full memory recovery. I think um the people closest to her, the people who have the strongest chains of memory to her, like I thought you said, th- we couldn't do a Kingdom Hearts crash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like the people who are like in her innermost circle know who she is, but like mm-hmm. the the people who you did quests for or like the you know, tavern keepers that you picked up jobs for, they're a little bit more like, oh, that name sounds familiar. I just don't know where. Oh, let's talk about battle system changes that I want to do. Okay, hit me with the battle system changes. So here's what I'm thinking is, is I think it'd be more fun to do like like an archetype you can apply to a character, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, like, I want the archetype of like mage, right? So, like, that gives you, like, Black Mage, White Mage as, like, starting jobs, and then from there, those branch into other ones. But I don't think it's, like, a, a restrictive thing either. Like, I think if you really wanted to, you could purchase a new archetype for a character. So you could do, like, you know, Mage plus, you know, the kind of, like, agility classes. And then from there, those two, like, job trees, like, filter into each other and, like, inform what your advanced job options are i think it's it's more of like you choosing what job trees you want and that kind of like affects your stat growth affects what abilities you have open to you but also i definitely see this as a game where like if you really wanted to you could master every single job on every single character like that's Mm -hmm. not really much of an issue because like the fire emblem awakening style mm -hmm. because like um in like original flavor tactics you could do that 
they they also did some dumb things of like boys can only be bards and girls can only be dancers and i hate that shit and like um the, the final fantasy 5 thing of uh, being able to bring over skills from jobs yeah yeah like you can always like you could choose whatever reaction ability you want from any job you can choose like i think it'd be kind of fun to do like a handful of support abilities instead of just being like one support ability mm-hmm. um maybe like i don't know like maybe we'd, that would need some testing or like maybe do the bravely default thing where you have like five slots but like the more powerful skills occupy more slots than others stuff like that mm-hmm. um because like in in like original tactics advance you have things like like humes moogles and numo can all be black mages but the humes are like very well rounded and the moogles have like less intelligence but they're faster and the numo are like they have the highest like damage potential but they're so slow that they don't take as many turns and i don't necessarily want to do that but i think like by doing different archetypes like combining them together you could like essentially do something like that so like if you did like you know something like an archetype that has like bulk and magic you could still kind of recreate that like slow heavy hitting black mage that only moves you know very seldomly or on the other on the flip side if you combined like magic plus speed then like you're taking a lot of turns but maybe you don't have like the super sky high magic growth that like the like magic plus bulk has things like that and so like like i think both like the jobs you choose to level and also the archetypes you choose inform like your stat growth Mm -hmm. and like that has like some like you know optimization because like you know, if you trained a character as, like, in the magic archetype, you could do, like, you know, the melee offense archetype, but it's, like, you know, you gotta you gotta think, like, okay, that's gonna ruin my magic stat in the long run, but, like, I don't care, because that's how I get red mage, right? And red mage mm-hmm. has, has double cast, and we love double cast, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, I just, I think it's more fair, like, uh, that puts the, um, I feel like that gives the players like full customization full creativity on like what they want to do if you like obviously it's going to be a nightmare for the spriters to be like okay i have to do a hume moogle viera bonga numo what if it was models then (laughs) yeah yeah that's the things i think if yeah if you did it as like models it would be like way less crazy and you could just do like fun like low poly stuff so that's what they did for um, the Fire Emblem games, is you just swap the heads out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, you have to make a variant for each race still. But. Yeah. and But, like, I think that at that point you're just kind of, like, tweaking, like, the Vieira skeleton and the, you know, the Moogle stature skeleton, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I think even, even if we did, like, kind of, like, cutesy, like, 16-bit sprites for the menus like even that could we could do the fire emblem thing of like all of the cavaliers have like the same body you just put the unique head on it mm-hmm. maybe change the color mm-hmm. um i think the only other like battle like system change i could think of other than i don't think like laws in combat is gonna be a thing mm-hmm. oh judges maybe yeah. the judge the judges have something to do with like the void opening and like 
mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. you having to like go home like maybe they're um maybe that's why you're so reluctant to like become the warrior of light because like the judges are assholes <laughs> and and like maybe they're the ones who are like originally trying to like handle the situation but it's very clear that like they're not able to do anything at the end of the day mm-hmm. but yeah i don't think like laws are going to be a thing in combat like i i used to be not necessarily like pro law in combat but i definitely like used to appreciate the like restrictions of like oh you know this this fight says no black magic so i'm gonna you know bench my black mage and bring like a summoner instead but now i'm just like i don't know it's 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 a lot and i feel like the punishments for breaking the law in those games is just like really steep um Mm -hmm. either like losing all of the like the ability points you would have gained for that match you know losing you could lose all of the money you're supposed to get for winning that it's just it's too much i don't like it i want the judges to be more thematic and like involved in the plot versus like actually being something you have to negotiate with mid-combat you can keep the facing stuff the facings oh i want the facing stuff from original tactics not or tactics advanced not tactics advanced 2 because mm-hmm. in tactics advanced 2 they did the thing where um accuracy doesn't change by the facing you just do bonus damage from back attacks Mm. and that gets really out of hand (laughs) like i definitely think there are like like back attack skills you could learn like as a thief or something like that but i don't think that's just like a core mechanic i think i like it a little bit more of um you know it's harder to hit somebody from the front because they're focused on you but if you hit them from behind you're gonna have like way better accuracy Mm-hmm. Um, and then would it still be isometric or are you going to just rotate the camera or are you going to change it to hexes so that's the thing is like I love original flavor tactics as diorama style of doing mm-hmm. maps but um, the way that they do it in that game I feel like the auto like spinning of the camera can be a bit much sometimes like taking like you know a full you know half a second just to like spin the map just for some like random enemy unit to throw like one attack out is like a lot i definitely don't i think it'd be nice to stick with stick with squares because i don't feel like uh the series is ready to go to hexes yet mm-hmm. um and i i think i kind of like the more fixed perspective like battlefields instead of doing like so the fixed perspective battlefields of like tactics advance and tactics advance to versus original flavor tactics have which have like the dioramas that you can spin around but i don't i don't know because I, I like them both like i like i like the the fixed perspective stuff but i also really like the like spinning a diorama it's hard <laughs> I don't know, do you have a particular opinion, like, one way or the other? Um, I guess, like, my only thing about isometric stuff is, you know, deciding which button is up. Yeah, I I, I do like, um, how most of the modern tactics games that I've played have a, like, an option for, like, swapping which one is up, depending on, like, how your brain works. Mm -hmm. Because, like, 
I think my brain tends to think of it as like northeast oh, no. as up. Mm-hmm. If, if we are switching over to models, you could just do like a full 3D spin the camera around kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think if if we are like pushing the characters from sprite to character models, then it does make sense to do dioramas and do the full 3D. This is this is after all the tactics for the new age. This is this is going to be on the switch after all. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance ninety nine. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm bringing for PvP for that. Uh, the old uh, Summoner Sub Red Mage Viera and a Juggler Moogle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the ju- words all make sense to me because <laughs> the the um the veer is there to do damage she double casts like an elemental summon and what you do is on the moogle you have them uh with armor that absorbs elements so like you just move them into like what would be hit by the summon and then you just heal the moogle by double casting on them and near enemies and then on the moogle's turn you use the uh smile skill which is um you just throw a smiling moogle head at a friend and then it becomes their turn again and you just kind of um not necessarily like stun lock but like very quickly prevent your your enemies from taking turns and you could just do that in pvp <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very not fair but that's what i'm gonna do for tactics advance 99 oh um i think the so it, it, it's funny because in the ds tactics tactics advance 2 they not only have summoners but you can also summon the like 12 esper like final fantasy 12 espers mm-hmm and they're like like screen wipe kind of like super attacks. Mm. Like uh, every character has like um like a little gauge they fill up as they take more actions in combat. And if you put on the like the you know pendant of Belaeus, then you could like summon Belaeus to do fire damage to all your enemies. I think I would want something like that, but it's more of a I don't know if I want that as like a separate job or like a separate mechanic. I don't. I don't know. What, what if I- it's like um, uh, in Final Fantasy twelve? Mm-hmm. Is that isn't that like a thing that anybody can do, or is it just specifically like it's um? So the way that they handle it in twelve is you have to purchase the ability to use an Esper on the license board, mm-hmm. and then once you've done that, that character is the only one who can bring that Esper out. Yes what if that yeah i mean i'm i'm fine with that especially if you bring in like all all of the espers because i don't even think they're all in tactics advance too i think it's only like a selection of them and even in um like original tactics it's only some of the zodiac for the lukavi and and advance for the gba it was only a handful of what would become the espers from 12 later Mm-hmm. 
And we're already putting the good King of Mugglemog in there. Yeah. So, like, might as well just go all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, th- but I think that's more of a, um, like, something that the summoner can use, because they've got, like, you know, like, Bahamut, Unicorn, Kirin, Shiva, Ramu. But then on top of that, you could still do, like, Baleus, Adremelech, Matthias, things like that. Mm. Well, Baleus, Adremelech, Matthias are part of the more, like, separate summoning mechanic that isn't tied to the summoning job gotcha mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't think that's i think that's it all right what's your what's your subtitle gonna be um right right damn final fantasy tattoos fans three um so ffta2 or fta FFTA3, rather. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I just want to keep it simple and do something like Journey of the Grimoire. Because I think... Okay. What's what's Tactics Advance 2's uh, I believe it's called uh, Grimoire, Grimoire of the Rift. Grimoire of the Rift, yeah. So, I don't know. Let's just stay on theme with Grimoires. Because I don't want to do, like, War of the... Or, like, something tying it into like original flavor final fantasy tactics advance three judge eyes judge eyes all right time for a type if they made her decidia if they made her decidia crossover game that's a tactics they could call it final fantasy tactics uh chosen of the grimoire oh shut up i really like that (laughs) anyways you can type now (laughs) That would be the only way Luso or Marsh would ever be in a, in a Dissidia game. But also, cute uh, Final Fantasy Tactics-ified Ishtola would be very good. Mm-hmm. We'd probably put all of the Scions in, I think. <laughs> the real question is, what flavor of each of them would they give? Because, like, Alpha knows changing jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's because it's a tactics game. They could just job change. So mm-hmm. you could have Conjurer Ishtola, White Mage Ishtola, or Black Mage Ishtola. Mm-hmm. This is this is smart. <laughs> Here I am just being like, yeah, no, the, the artists and asset makers could just do new outfits for all of them. I don't have to do it, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, they would just base it on outfits they have in the games because those characters mm-hmm. have had multiple outfits now. Yeah, it's just also, like, converting that into, into like, brand new assets and, like... Actually, maybe they could just borrow the models from, like, Opera Omnia. Like, those are cute and cheapy fine. Just put that on a grid. Or just make it look like theater. <laughs> <laughs> that actually wouldn't be too bad. I wouldn't mind that. Alright, which Final Fantasy fourteen song am I sticking on the end of this? I, I have the tab open for Good King Mooglemog, but... Oh, I was actually thinking about, like, doing something from Tactics Advance. I'll send you the particular okay. track. Uh, the video that I have has the lyrics. Um, and it's Good. over to someone soloing the the fight. <laughs> and there's just, like, a good, like, minute and a half at the end of them just, like, standing in front of the Good King Mooglemog just swinging their sword for a bit. <laughs> Looking like an FF12 fight. (laughs) 
or a ff11 if we're being honest because that's a lot of that game too is just standing around auto attacking waiting for like bars to fill or spells to come off cooldown so the secret thing about good king mooglemog the song is that it's mm. secretly a donkey kong rap <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, the lyrics are all about telling you about uh, the good King Mooglemog's trusty crew. Mmm. Koopley Kip is sly yet sweet. He'll tickle your nose and tickle your feet. <laughs> this is a fucked up line. Pukla Pukki plays with fire. Palms a-burning on her pyre. <laughs> also, I just love the idea of a uh... Viera judge. I don't know why, but that's like mm-hmm. very, very pleasing to me. That's because she'd get to wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think a lot of the game would be like she's wearing a helmet, but she has the visor up. But it's like very much like a judge's visor, and her, you know, it's got like holes in the helmet for her ears to poke out. All right, I am ready for you to do formatting, and then I'll read my summary. There you go. Yay. All right. So, this week we made Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 3 Journey of the Grimoire. When Nisa Wygram decodes her family's special heirloom grimoire, she is teleported to the magical world of Ivalis. In order to go home, Nisa needs to accept her destiny as the Warrior of Light and seal the Void Rift that is causing monsters to attack the new home she's come to love. She reluctantly accepts her destiny as she doesn't have any friends to go back home to. Um, actually, I think I'm going to go uh, change this sentence. No, it's fine. Uh, gaming Game features new battle system, the archetype system, which opens up jobs to any member of your team. Cameos include Noctis, Luna Freya, and the boys from Final Fantasy XV, and Makote Shopkeeper from Final Fantasy XIV. Your Ivalis friends are Uther, a bookworm bonga, Magri, the Moogle, Delna, the Viera Judge, and Toss the Bomb. I am going to change this one line because you forgot a uh, meteor. Oh, right. How could I? I, I did forget meteor. There, I just changed it to be a Makote and meteor. Thank you. But yeah, that's my um self-indulgent continuation to the Tactics Advance franchise. It's a good one. I I like I just in general I feel like they should come back to the series. I also just want these games, like all three tactics, just on the Switch. Give that to me, please, Nintendo. <laughs> what I think that if Um What if they did an XCOM style tactics of a Final Fantasy? <laughs> Um, they could set it in the FF7 me- megaverse mm-hmm. and just have like Shinra boys with guns, but it's tactics. God, remember how they're doing a Final Fantasy VII specifically <laughs> Battle Royale? <laughs> and because it's Nomura, it's going to have like some sort of like lore nuggets and other goodness in it. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, I googled it just to see what was going on, and I have an article on Kotaku from yesterday. Oh, Mobile Battle Royale Final Fantasy VII The Last Soldier is looking for Android device users in the US and Canada to play in the week-long closed beta test for the game kicking off on June 1st. Oh. 
Players choose a fighting style, warrior, sorcerer, monk, and more, and enter the fray battling in, for position, and etc. Casting spells and shooting guns until they're the last person standing. Mm-hmm. I can't get over the fact that it's only a mobile game. That's like the worst part about this for me. If I could play this on like my computer or my Switch, I would play it. Yeah, yeah, that's my thing. Is like I, I, I'm not the target audience for this because I, uh, like I don't like playing fo- games on my phone like that. Um, I know there's like a whole like generation of like younger folks who mm-hmm. are very like attuned to that. From, it's like, just a not me. Perspective. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a battery thing. It's a I'm just not good that good at touchscreen controls like that. Because like it looks like. This screenshot that I'm looking at is like playing FF15 on low settings. Mm. Not like the lowest settings, because in the lowest settings, uh, chocobos look pretty bad. But <clears throat> like on like lower to middle. Mm-hmm. I just I want to play it. I think it's a very silly thing, and I very much want to play it. I love a battle royale kind of. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. I just I just I wish I also wish it was like also going to come to PC and or Switch. Mm-hmm. Part of me also hopes that there's like a skill or something that you can unlock that's like Noctis's teleport. Mm. That would be a fun like a late game unlock or something. I could see them doing that for Monk and just giving them like Final Fantasy XIV shoulder tackle instead of it being like Warp Strike. Mm-hmm. This person seems to have... Um on their bar i'm going to assume cure fire and um poison Mm. and also a submachine gun (laughs) and they have a shotgun on their back (laughs) poison feels like it'd be fun in a battle royale because it's like ah i'm gonna leave you with this parting gift as i run away but if you don't have an antidote on you you will like slowly die i assume it's poison it's got it's like three bubbles yeah, that's that's either poison or sleep, mm-hmm. depending on the color of the bubbles. Um, well, all of the icons are white, so. Uh-huh. Um, but like it looks like that, it, that is like a level one poison, a level two fire, both only a one mana point on the bar, while level two cure is three of them. Mm. I would like to play it. <laughs> you have until May twentieth to sign up for the beta test through Google Play. Hmm. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I will sign up and see if my phone can even run it. <laughs> I'm still running a Galaxy S7 Active that's been pretty beat up. Yeah, I'm. I am also running a very old iPhone at this point. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh. Well, I think that's it. I guess we should probably roll something for next week, huh? Yeah. Yeah. For our. We should also do plugs. Oh yeah, you can find the show on Twitter at rnggcast, or you can send us emails like Tanner did earlier mm-hmm. at uh, rnggpodcast at gmail dot com. Crash. I am on Twitter at crashingweeks fourteen. You can find me there. You can certainly find me there. Uh, Cassidy, where are you online? Um, you can find me online on Twitter at madlobot. This is M A D L O B O. T-A-N-I-S-T. My brain's... 
heard me saying that weirdly and didn't quite believe that I said it correctly, but I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Uh, and you can find my podcast and stuff on my website, which is madlebotanist.neocities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle, .neocities.org. Okay, um, let me roll the numbers. No, not between 1 and 63, just 1 and 6. <laughs> okay, we got a 3, which I believe is genre plus topic. That's correct. Alright, so genre shall be... 26. Mm, strategy let's redo <laughs> yeah because like one we've done a strategy already this yes yeah because that yeah. was one more tale how about two action rpg okay we can do an action rpg action rpg about 28 post-apocalyptic action rpg all right okay Aha, it's the return of future Cassidy to tell you that we lied. Next week, we are actually going to take, like, another stab and do sort of, like, a revamped spiritual successor to one of our previous episodes. So, look forward to that next week as we continue the anniversary of RNGG with our 50th episode. Okay, um, but until next time when we do that, uh... You'll, uh, good luck. Have fun. Mm-hmm.